Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Streetlights America podcast. First, allow me to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. In spite of what this past year has held for a lot of us, there's still a lot to be thankful for, also just a lot to celebrate. And I'm hoping that everybody will be staying safe this season and be enjoying each other's family and company. Now, this year, 2020 has been quite the... Let's just say it's been interesting, to say the least. It's been full of challenges, full of adversity. I don't think I have to go into too much detail as to what happened this year. However, I do want to address those who this holiday season might be struggling a little bit. Whether you lost your job in the middle of the pandemic, or even lost a loved one, or just the idea of being separate from family this year, which I'm sure it's happening to a lot of people around the world, seems to be more than we can bear. Yes, 2020 has been a rough year, yet Christmas comes around just the same. And on that note, I want to hit something up for a second. I mentioned that this year has been a year of adversity, challenge, chaos. And a lot of us didn't see it coming. In fact, I don't think anybody really expected this year to be the year it's been. And we've hit hard times, which, let's be honest, none of us would wish this on anybody. But the point I want to get at is this. We have a year of adversity. But if you think about it, out of adversity comes growth. Think of it this way. Think of all your favorite stories, your favorite movies, events in history, whatever you want to relate to, whatever you relate to. If all the stories that we humans relate to have something in common, at least most of them do. And that is there's an actual challenge. There's actual adversity to the characters or the people. If it's a historical event, we recognize the challenges that people went through to get to where they are now. And in most good stories, adversity and challenge are what really set everything in motion. Think about it. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Avengers, classic novels, A Tale of Two Cities. All these stories that people that we listen to, read, watch on a regular basis have something serious going on, and we want to see them overcome it. This year, we have all faced some real adversity to one degree or another. And by the way, before I go any further, I just want to say I am sincerely praying for everybody this holiday season that God would give you complete peace and joy, tidings of great joy, to finish off this year and lead you into the next. With that being said, the reason why I'm bringing up the stories of adversity, when we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating a story of adversity, believe it or not. So if you are not a believer, please still just bear with me here. And if you are a believer, here's one for you. The Christmas story that we celebrate is a story of adversity. Yet, when we celebrate it, we celebrate the result that we get out of it. Because Jesus came, the Messiah came, to set us free of our sins and of our transgression. However, that came at a cost. And that came with challenges for not just the Messiah, but for his mother and Joseph and everyone else involved. With that being said, I want to read to you the Christmas story as given in Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place 
while Cornerus was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, and out of the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swallowing cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swollen clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the things which was told them concerning this child. And all who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, as it was told them. The celebration of Christmas is definitely one of triumph and joy, a fulfillment of God's promise to us to send us a Messiah, to send us a Savior. But that did not come easy, not for Jesus or for the people involved. In just this little section that we've just read, there is a decent amount of adversity, challenges, that not just Jesus himself went through, but, but also Mary and Joseph, what they had to deal with. Because here's the thing, in this section here, there's a lot that I didn't talk about. The fact that Mary was pregnant by the Holy Spirit, which in the eyes of the culture, in the eyes of the law, put her under great scrutiny. And Joseph, most people don't give him enough credit for actually going forward with taking Mary as his wife. It actually took an angel visiting him to convince him that it was okay to do so in spite of what the culture thought. And the shepherds had a lot of adversity just in their own lives. Generally speaking, because of their trade and their craft, they weren't necessarily, uh, they weren't definitely first class. Let's just put it that way. And when you read the story of Jesus from not just his birth, but through his life and ministry, his death, and his resurrection, it is all adversity. And yet, why do we celebrate it? Think about it. Why do we celebrate stories with adversity? Is it because we like hard things? Not necessarily. Is it because it's entertaining? To some degree, yeah, but as of right now, we're all dealing with some challenge in our life. We are dealing with trouble in this world, 
in so many different degrees. And this year especially has been a challenge for so many of us. So why are we celebrating stories of adversity? It is because of the reward of overcoming that we run into towards the end. The story of Christmas is a story full of trouble, but the result of that story is one that gives hope to all mankind that the world has never seen and will never ever see again. Something real that can be depended on, despite the waves of doctrines that go through the world, despite the different rises and falls of kingdoms and nations, and even circumstances are overshadowed by the amazing grace, love, and mercy that is given to us by Christ facing adversity and those who follow him face it as well. Take back to our example here in Luke again. The shepherds received great joy in spite of their circumstances, all because Jesus Christ decided to come to us in a human form and face the trials and tribulations we all do. And the faithfulness of Mary and Joseph to move forward in spite of what the world thought of them is a wonderful example of sacrifice and submission to the Word of God, and their willingness to be instruments for Him are stories to admire. Now, we celebrate adversity. We love stories of adversity because of what comes out of them. But right now, we're talking about the real world. Many of us have lost our jobs this year. Some of us have even lost family. And maybe your problems this year are not even remotely related to COVID or a crashing economy, your problems might be very different too. You might just have personal issues you struggle with. But there's good news, and it's the news that the Christmas story carries with it, is that we are not alone in our adversity. We are not alone in our challenges. To the point where God himself came to earth in the form of man to show that he truly does understand what we go through. And God has made several promises throughout Scripture. Whether you read from the Old Testament to the New, God has always promised to be with his people. God promised to be with Moses. God promised to be with Joshua. God promised to be with the prophets. God promised to be with David. And he now promises to be with his children in this day and age. And with it comes tidings of great joy. Because not only do we have salvation through eternity, but he is with us in all of our struggles and has plans for all of us. And in God, we can face all trials. Philippians 4, verse 12 and 13. I know how to be abased and know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned, both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Whatever you are suffering, whatever you're dealing with this year, you're not alone. Not by any stretch of the imagination. It may look that way. It may feel that way. The world might even tell you you're alone and you need to, I don't know, follow someone else's rules. You don't. You have the greatest power to ever exist. In fact, you have the beginning and the end to depend on this year and into the next and throughout your entire 
life. In Paul's writing this, he's explained to the Philippians what he went through, and that despite everything he went through, Jesus was there for him. The Holy Spirit was there for him. God was there for him. And because of that, facing the challenges that are required for him to spread the gospel, and in this day and age, just to live, it can be done through him. And what's more, for those of us who are redeemed to the king, here's one that you've probably heard a million times and probably find to be a little bit cliche. Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Again, for a lot of us, that's a very cliche verse. You hear that all the time whenever you're going through struggles. But think about it for a moment. It's true. When we read stories of adversity, whether they're fiction written by man or true stories, especially for those who love the Lord, all things work together for their good. Because God sees a bigger picture than 2020. God sees a bigger picture than an election. God sees a bigger picture than COVID. God sees a bigger picture than eternity. Because he is eternity. And if, we're, and if you're living in the spirit of the Lord and you are his, you can rest assured, and I mean truly assured, that everything you go through will not just be for the good of his kingdom, but also for you as well. Also, one more verse, and this is one that I was taught growing up, and now that I'm older, practicing it makes way more sense. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Now I know these are probably verses you hear a lot, and you're probably wondering why I'm accompanying him with the Christmas story. Well, for instance, what I just read in Proverbs applies very much to what happened. For example, if Mary leaned on her own understanding, I would say odds are God would have chosen another. She even asked Gabriel, who was sent by God to tell her that she was chosen to bear the Son of God. She asked him, saying, how can this be? I haven't known anybody. That was a question of her own understanding. But she chose, instead of leaning on that understanding, to trust in the Lord and acknowledge him in the ways that she was going. Because her response after that was, let it be done to me according to your word. Joseph was leaning on his own understanding at one point. When he found out that Mary was pregnant, but not by him, he had a choice, either take her to court and have her suffer the consequences for it, or put her away. His initial choice was to put her away, because he didn't want to hurt her, she didn't, he didn't want to make an example out of her publicly at all. But when the Lord intervenes and says, don't worry, this is of me, he chose not to lean on his own understanding, but to depend on the word of God. Now, the shepherds leaned on their own understanding and thought, I'm a low-class citizen. There's no way that God's going to send angels to me. This is all a vision in my head. But no, instead of leaning on their own understanding of who they were or their trade or their social status, instead they went forward in faith to see what the Lord had shown them, and it changed their lives. 
In all the adversity, trusting in the Lord first and foremost with all your heart will not only direct your paths, but it will literally bring you tidings of great joy, peace that passes all understanding. The joy that all of us wish and want to feel on Christmas. At least I do. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but when I celebrate Christmas on any level, whether I'm by myself or with family, whatever it is, I want to focus on gratitude for what the Lord has done for us throughout the years and in what the birth of Christ has done for us. And to thank him for putting himself through these challenges in order that we may be saved. Now, I know that there's some people who are listening who are probably not Christians or probably not believers. And if you've listened up to this point, I want to say thank you very much for sticking around. But also, I want to say this for you. Maybe you're not ready in your heart to accept this, but I want to challenge all of you regardless this year. If you look back at everything that has happened, everything you went through, and then you realize what you've learned about yourself, what have you learned about your family? What have you found out that you actually admire more? What's more important to you now that you've experienced a year like this? One thing I learned personally is that I actually appreciate people more than I think. Because by natural default, I tend to be a bit of an introvert. But however, time that was spent away from my church family, my immediate family, has really shown me that God has put people in my life for a reason. Both for my own edification, but also for theirs too. We all have lessons that we learn about ourselves in adversity. And when we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the reward of facing trials and tribulation. In recognizing the gift of salvation that's given through Jesus Christ, we also recognize the challenges he went through to bring that to us. Because he didn't make it a simple matter. He went the hardest route possible. To show that it was genuine and real. So I'm praying that this Christmas, despite whatever you've gone through, that you will see it as a challenge that the Lord has set before you to grow in what's left of this year and carry it on into the next. And that the message of salvation that accompanies all of that will bring you good tidings of great joy that is definitely for all people. I'm also praying for miracles in everybody's life, that they will not just find their way, but also find the path that God has set before them. So this Christmas, let the joy of the Lord come into your life. Let the joy of the Lord fill the season. Let the joy of the Lord fill your house. And praise God for the triumph over adversity. And pray for the Lord to use your problems, to use your struggles, to form you strong and sturdy. And above all, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy, Happy New Year. Thank you all so much for listening, and may God bless you.
Excelsior, 